as I grow older, I'm realizing how actually short our life is. <laughs> and sometimes we care too much about little things that don't matter. So I think learning to look at things more on the lighter side, on the brighter side, we all here only for a short time. And generally, we all want to help each other and be a good person. Welcome to the Art of Speaking Up a podcast that empowers professional women to rise. I'm your host, Jessica Guzik, and in this show, I take you undercover into the stories and lessons that I learned, sometimes the hard way, throughout my career. I also talk with working women, leaders, and coaches to show you that no matter what your struggle is and no matter what your career goals are, you already have all the talent that you need to succeed. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for tuning in. It is so good to have you listening. And I am so excited to let you hear today's conversation. This conversation was such a breath of fresh air for me. I had so much fun having it. And today's guest was really just so insightful, so wise, and so honest about her career experiences, which I really appreciated. You are going to hear us talk about some of my favorite topics, topics like career advancement and expanding into bigger roles and having a growth mindset and the challenges of showing our personalities and being authentic at work, and also the overall connectedness of who we are and how our sense of self-confidence at work is really part of this overall holistic sense of self and how it is all interconnected. I absolutely loved this conversation and I hope you enjoy it as much as I did. Svetlana is incredible. And with that, I will cut into the conversation. A quick reminder, I forget to tell you about this, but there is a Facebook group for the show. So I'll link it in the show notes. And if you go to Facebook and search for The Art of Speaking Up, you will find the group. And I will be posting discussions in there and stories from my own experiences. And it will be a wonderful place for us to get to know one another and support one another and share our experiences. Because sometimes there is a dearth of really open, honest, real conversation about what we are experiencing professionally. And so I want that to be a place where we can have that conversation. I will link it below. And now it is time for today's conversation. I hope you love it as much as I did. And I'll catch you at the end. Thank you so much for having me here, Jess. Uh, so my name is Svetlana and I go by Lana. I was born and raised in Russia by a single mom, and I moved here to the USA when I was uh, 19 years old, and I've been building an um, accounting career for the past 10 years, and I actually just got an opportunity at the corporate bank, so I resigned from my career in public accounting where I was an audit manager, and now about a month and a half, I started in my corporate accounting career at the bank. So you recently made a switch. Yes. And how has that been? Like, were you nervous? Were you excited for that? What has that been like? Uh, both for sure. I loved my team and my uh, public accounting work. Everyone was extremely uh, supportive. 
but it was a hard transition because when I first started at the firm, I thought I'm going to be there for, you know, till I retire. <laughs> so it was a definitely kind of a hard transition to get, you know, in the mindset of, of a change and getting out of the comfort zone because even the type of work I was going to do is different than public accounting. So it was a different kind of transition of mindset as well as getting comfortable leaving because I felt like I'm leaving my team. But it's been, it's been great. Uh, I love my new opportunity and I'm very excited that I, I made the switch. I feel like often with transitions like that, they're usually beneficial or they enhance our careers. But I think there's always a, a scariness of leaving behind the thing that is known and a little bit more familiar. Yes, yes, for sure. Wonderful. Can you speak a little bit about the early days of your career and how you built from coming to the U.S. to your career in accounting, just what some of those steps were and maybe some of the challenges and accomplishments along the way? So it definitely wasn't an easy path for me. I didn't know in the beginning, of course, what I want to do. And, you know, as a, as a teenager growing up in Russia, my main concern was just you know, making it through the day, <laughs> basically. Um, and my biggest challenge was uh, self-esteem and self-doubt that I was faced with. So my dad um, and my mom got divorced when I was about six years old. And as a kid, I remember thinking that it was my fault for some reason, and maybe I wasn't good enough, and that's why my dad left. So um, that kind of started off, I think, that self-doubt journey. So then as I was a teenager, I was bullied at school a lot just for the way I look. You know, kids always find things to <laughs> to bully about. But somehow in my heart, I knew that I don't belong in Russia and that I want to uh, go in a different country where it's more fair and where there's more opportunities. So I didn't know how it's going to look or what it's going to be. So I, in Russia, I started university and I started learning um, uh, technical engineering and software uh, programming subjects um, because I was told that, you know, the technical subjects is where I need to go and the computer science is the future and that's what I need to do. So uh, that's what I did. And I absolutely didn't like it. <laughs> and I knew that I you know, I need to do something else. I need to figure out what I want to do. And even high school, actually, we had some basic accounting subjects. And I remember that I really liked them. So I thought maybe that's where I need to go. But then I got an opportunity to do an exchange program in the United States. At that point, that was after my third year of the college in Russia. So I got that opportunity and of course I took it. So I came to the U.S. for the exchange. It was like experiential exchange, cultural exchange more than the student exchange. So I started when I came here. Um, I worked all kinds of odd, weird jobs at coffee shops and uh, restaurants and perfume shops and clothing stores, all kinds of different things. My main goal was to just make as much money as I can. So first I can pay back my mom for the tickets that she bought me to come here for the program, but also just to have extra if I want to go to school in the U.S. 
So at one of those jobs, I met my husband, my future husband. So he told me, no, you're staying here. You're not going back to Russia. And I'm like, okay, sounds good to me. <laughs> so um, I decided to stay and um, I kept working really hard so I can pay for my school. And eventually I got an opportunity to work at the marketing company where I was a customer service representative. So I was answering calls and kind of doing support for, um, for customers. I remember I was so excited that I actually went to a real office and had my desk and I was like, Oh my God, this is incredible. And by that time I, uh, I got my first car and I was like, okay, I'm like in a dreamland, but it's just so funny to think back because if you tell me I'll go back to that work, I'll be like, hell no. So it's just weird, the timing of everything. So anyway, so I was working at the marketing company and because I was so excited, I just was trying to do my best job. I was helping everybody. I made friends in an accounting department. So I was always talking to them about what they do and how what I do impacts them. And it was always so interesting to me how money works and how businesses work. It just fascinated me. Probably coming from Russia and not having money at all, I just wanted to know everything about how it works. Because if I, if I knew how it works, in my mind, I could make it work for, for me. So they saw my dedication and kind of my work ethic and how I'm interested in accounting. So when opportunity opened up in that department, they offered it to me. And of course I took it and I was so excited and I started learning about accounting. And even on my weekends, I was Googling stuff on how to do accounting topics. I took some, you know, online free classes that wherever I could to learn. And then eventually I decided that I should probably go to school and get a degree since I like it. And it seems like that's the way I'm going, I'm going to do it. So that's when I enrolled into school and about the same time, actually. Um, so I had my son, uh, my son was born in October and then I started my school in January and I got another promotion at my work as an accountant. Uh, so it kind of all happened at once. And my biggest challenge there was to figure out how I'm going to do it all. My husband wasn't very supportive of me because he thought it's too much and I won't have time. So I'll fail at either being a mom or I'll fail at being a student or at my job. Um, so it was a struggle for me to just get myself into mindset that I need to do it. So I did it. And here we're at now. Amazing. And that is the same place that you now have recently left for your new opportunity. No, no, no. So the marketing company where I first started, I was taking classes online for my degree and working there. But eventually I got an opportunity offered at the consulting firm where I was a controller. So it was a promotion for me. So I took that opportunity and uh, working there, I finished my degree and once I finished my degree, um, I was on top of my class. Um, so I got offered a position at the public accounting firm uh, where I stayed for five years until I was a manager there. So it took me from my accounting, my beginning accounting days, so to say, in a marketing firm all the way to the public accounting firm. But all this experience has helped me also to get through school. And I was, I was lucky to have the opportunity for sure. 
There's so many things in your story that I find inspirational and that I think they're really interesting lessons in. And I just want to hit on some of them and maybe get a little bit more of your thoughts. I think it was really interesting when you talked about like that first customer service job and how it felt so exciting. And now you kind of look back on it and you're like, oh my gosh, that doesn't seem exciting now at all. And I think that this is really important because when I hear that, and I really want to hear your perspective, what I see is just kind of an expansion um, and you growing into bigger roles that um, are more enjoyable and really just being open to more and (laughs) receiving more. And I think that that's really important for people who are wanting to get to that point and are maybe in that earlier position and haven't yet gotten to the situation where they feel like they're making maybe better money or in a more interesting and exciting role. So can you talk a little bit about that growth and kind of just expanding into I would say bigger and better things, but I'd love to hear your perspective. Sure. I think there are two things I want, I would mention. First thing is it's all about perspective. We make up thoughts in our heads of how it should be. So our perception of things is based on our expectations. So we expect certain thing and it doesn't meet our expectation, then we're unhappy. And But then if it exceeds, even though it might not be great, but if it sees our expectation, all of a sudden it's amazing. So I think we just need to realize it. I don't think it's good or bad. I just think we need to realize it because sometimes even if, you know, even if I was, if I was when I was an, a manager at the largest accounting firm, sometimes I would be like very negative about it or upset about it. And then I realized, oh, well, it's because now that I'm growing, my expectations are growing also. So it doesn't necessarily mean that the the job is bad or anything like that. It just means my expectation has changed and maybe my, I need to change my perspective about things. So again, when I first started and that first customer service job, my expectations were very low because I was working, you know, standing on my feet from six in the morning to two in the morning at three different jobs. So for me, it was amazing step up so i was extremely excited so but again as you kind of stay in the same position for a long time then your expectations are growing now you want more so that's kind of first thing and second thing is i always try to have a growth mindset so it's okay that after a while i want more or my expectations are growing it's i think it's a normal process so it's not not necessarily bad and i always try to learn different things and when i talk to people it's fascinating what other people uh, kind of bring to the table so i'm always open to new things and kind of having a growth mindset of learning i love reading i read books all the time and i think it helped me to even have ideas about what kind of opportunities are available. It came through very strongly in your story as well when you just very kind of off the cuff stated like that you went and you made friends in the accounting department and you started to learn about that. And the way that you shared that seemed like that was very natural for you. But I think it's helpful to share with people listening. I think that does reflect an openness and like you said, a growth mindset, because I do think it's easy for us to get very stuck in our routine, stuck in our jobs. And I think the fact that you kind of had your radar open and were looking around and were pursuing 
doing that, I think that's such a helpful mindset to have to get closer to what it is really excites you. And I think that there's a huge lesson there in that openness and that growth mindset. And it's like a seemingly little little thing, like getting to know someone who works on this thing that you're interested in. But you have to be open to even think of doing that, which then led you into what has now become the basis of your career. Yes, yes, for sure. And at the end of the day, I think people are people at the end of the day. Yeah, we have jobs to do and, you know, tasks we need to accomplish, but we're all people and most people like, you know, to talk to other people and learn things. Um, So just being open to that, to listening and not judging uh, immediately or not pushing people away doesn't mean we like somebody if we don't like somebody it's okay just go, go you know go your own way but kind of being opening and finding out about opportunities um, has helped me a lot and sometimes it was really hard because again from my self-image I always thought oh what if I say something wrong or what if I do something wrong and especially you know after I moved here from Russia I had a really I still have an accent but back then it was terrible and even simple things I couldn't understand or I couldn't say like at the coffee shop I didn't know what muffin is or what bagel is and for them it was just natural so definitely there's always thoughts in your head that you might say something wrong but people actually most of the time they don't notice it or they they ask there's oh can you repeat it again or so it wasn't a big deal I think I was just making it up in my mind that it was a big deal so I just had to work harder to improve my English and learn more I think that's so helpful too this idea that you might have a fear in your head that is like feels very profuse and intense and you kind of move past it or whittle it down by just saying the thing even though you're not 100% certain and then seeing that the world you know responds and everything's okay and then that helps you do it more and more because i i know many of the people listening to this show are just trying to figure out how to get more vocal and maybe not the same exact situation but a similar feeling of fear and hesitation and kind of how do i how do I get more of me out there when I feel a little bit afraid and maybe a little bit insecure about my capabilities? For sure. And you you might not realize the person you're talking to feels the same way. They might be just as afraid to say something. Or sometimes we think that somebody is uh, being quiet over there because they're not friendly or they don't know what they're talking about. But because it might be because they have fear just like you do. So if you open up, most people open up as well. Yes, for sure. And I think that's why it's also so important as we're trying to bring more of ourselves out. I think it's easy to fall into this habit or this thinking of like, I need to bring myself out super, super confidently and powerfully because then I won't sound quote unquote stupid. And it has to be like this big, bold way. But actually for me, I I encourage people to focus more on just bringing out the authenticity. So really just speaking in a way that feels like you, because like you're saying, that's what people are going to react and respond to much more. For sure. Yeah. It's my, (laughs) that's funny story. You reminded me, um, when I was a controller at at the firm, I still, I still, to this day, I say some things that don't make any sense in English because that's how I translate it in my head from Russian. And (laughs) as I was working there, they actually kept track of different things. I say funny things or wrong things. And then they called them Lanaism, like Lana, my name. 
him on it. And sometimes they'll like say it back and it was just made, you know, as it is not in a mean way, but like in a fun way. So that's kind of authentic self. Yeah. That's, that's how I speak. So, and it wasn't in any way, in a bad way, hurting my career or making me incompetent or any of that sort of thing. So just, that's who I am. I think that's so helpful though, because even like in that little story, what's being created there is a bond. It's a bond and kind of a tightening of the relationship between you and your coworkers. And it sounds like a very positive, almost like a special thing that you have. And that can literally only happen when you're being yourself. And as people get to know your quirks and your things about you that makes you who you are, I think that's where some of the deeper connections are formed. And then those connections, even though sometimes they can feel like just like a little silly, friendly thing, they're very powerful in the workplace because then it feels like you're working with your friends and you're working with people you love being around versus just working with these kind of coworkers who are like half human and then half coworker in your mind. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So it's very interesting since I just started a new position I'm still, you know, for me, it takes time to get there. I'm not just coming out on the first day and here I am. Uh, so definitely it takes time. So it'll be interesting to see once I get to know people better and they get to know me better as well. Yeah, it's fascinating then how that change in context can shake up everything. And yeah, I'm sort of curious to see how it evolves. And I think that's okay too. I had another guest on who was talking about how it's okay to go at your own pace. And there are those really extroverted people who can chat you up in five minutes and put everything out on the table. And I just remember she said like, we don't all have to do that. Sometimes we don't want that. It's okay to go slow. And for me, it's just sort of all about what feels right. Like what is feeling good? Is it feeling good for me to really show everything in this moment? Or is it feeling good for me to go slow and take my time and then see how things unfold? Yeah, for sure. And same goes to understand how other people operate as well. So I have people on my team who are very outgoing and I have people who are not. Uh, So just kind of understanding other people, not necessarily trying to change them or trying to tell them what to do, but understand uh, why they do certain things. So why this person needs to talk for 10 minutes before they start working and the other person, you know, just goes straight to computer and start working. So um, just knowing the differences definitely has helped me as well. For sure. And then you almost... I don't want to make this sound like you're like I'm being so tactical with coworkers, but it makes you can be more effective because you know what that person needs and how they're going to work well. Yeah, yeah, it's not necessary to bring them down; it's just more actually to bring them up and understand what what they need and how to work better with them and make them understand you as well. Can you talk a little bit about your experience of the tension between I really want to advance in my career, so I want to do things well, I want to be available, I want to be saying yes to things versus having to have boundaries and assert and focus on what you think is important and that kind of careful balance between being willing to work on things but also having the assertiveness that's required to step into leadership in a role? Mm-hmm. Sure. So definitely in the beginning of my career, I was a yes man. Give me everything. I'll do anything. I won't say a word. If I'm overwhelmed, it's okay. That's that's how it's supposed to be. Um, I think a lot of it comes from my background um, because I was raised to just kind of keep it quiet and do what I'm supposed to do. And that's kind of what I brought 
with myself going into the career. So I think maybe sometimes it was taken advantage of, but I think most of the time, because I didn't speak up, nobody even knew that either I'm overwhelmed or I need help. So I don't think always people know exactly where you're at unless you tell them to. And again, in the beginning career, and because I wanted to, in my mind, uh, saying yes to everything was the way to be recognized or be a good employee. If you say yes to everything, then it means you're good. Um, but then as I got promoted and as I started growing, I realized it's not actually the case. Um, and when I had somebody working with me who was that way and I never heard anything, any feedback from them, I realized that maybe they're going from the same thing. So for me, it was part of the learning experience to realize that saying yes all the time, it's not necessary indication that you are doing a good job or that you're amazing employee, because in fact, uh, you might not be speaking up, bringing up issues, or you not might not be speaking up and getting overwhelmed. So then it impacts your work because, you know, when you're overwhelmed and tired, you're not going to be doing as well as you would be otherwise. So I think it was just part of the experience and also changing the, you know, in the position. So as I started growing, I realized that I need to be more assertive at kind of what my goals are, what I want my team to achieve, um, bringing up issues that might not always be easy. So it's a lot of, I think, comes from experience, I would say. It's hard to just decide, okay, I'm not going to say yes anymore. Uh, I think you just gradually learn to be more assertive. And what helped me in that way is uh, finding a support group and mentors at work and especially females, because usually we as females, we like to say yes and be more soft, so, so to say. Not, not, I'm not trying to generalize it, but at least for me, that's how it was. So I found mentors at work and I kind of got ideas from them and uh, what I can do and what's the kind of the good ways to be assertive, but not be too assertive where you just look like a rude person that doesn't want to do anything. <laughs> so it's definitely a balance. And for me, I think I just try to always understand whether or not what what I'm being asked serves the goal uh, or just an extra thing that somebody is just giving, giving me to do just because. So just having that kind of common understanding that we're all working towards common goal helps also just the team Overall, not to be overwhelmed and not turn into yes people who just keep doing and getting things piled up on them nonstop. So I think that's where, but mentorship, I think it's important to find that support that it's okay that if you don't say yes all the time, just, you know, be conscious of what you're doing and, and why you're doing it and what your goals are and express it to people around you so they know uh, what opportunities to give you and what opportunities might not fit you well, kind of expressing that to people around you is important. I think that there are definitely women who know that they need to be more assertive. This was a situation I was in also, but you know that you need to be, but it still feels very uncomfortable. And I wanted to ask if you can share anything reassuring to someone in that position, just in terms of the discomfort and that awful feeling 
diminishing over time as you kind of figure it out? Sure. I think it comes with, uh, again, like any skills comes with practice. So I wouldn't probably start right away coming work tomorrow and saying no to everything. I would start with little things that some tasks that might not make sense for you to do or you're feeling overwhelmed with, uh, just discussing it with other people and expressing how you feel about it and kind of gradually getting more comfortable expressing that about yourself. For me, also what helped is learning some mindfulness practices because that makes you more aware of of your own fears and aware of kind of how you feel and where you at. So at some point, probably I want to say maybe a year and a half ago or so, I was getting so overwhelmed with everything at work. Uh, we had a lot of work and we had high deadlines and everything. And I tried to just take everything on myself because I was like, I can do it all myself. I got this. And I realized that, no, I probably can't. <laughs> um, and what helped me realize it and, and become more comfortable to discussing no, I can't do it all. I need help is I learned about meditation. I learned about um, mindfulness practices. I learned about being grateful for what I have, which changed my perception also of, of things. Eventually I became more comfortable. And, I, and as I started talking to other people, I realized that a lot of people are feeling the same way. A lot of people also overwhelmed and also keep saying yes and taking on things. And once we talked all of us talked about it together and we kind of figured out where each one, one of us is. Then we became more open and we figured out how to move things around so that it makes sense for the overall goal as well as for our own goals. That's very reassuring too that some of what helped you were those tools like meditation and mindfulness because it does feel really empowering and almost comforting to know that when these challenges come up in the workplace, there's this entire subset of solutions that are completely out of the workplace and just completely within your control and aren't dependent on what's happening around you or the people around you at work, but just things that you can go and do. And I think that that's really powerful and really special when you find those things. Um, and once you know what those things are that really give you the strength to draw on then when you are in the work environment and dealing with the difficult situation or the difficult moment. Yes. Yes, for sure. There's, it's all, it's all interconnected. I think your career is interconnected with your personal life, with the family. Um, it's all about how you make it organically work together. I think that approach is more sustainable than just separating it all out and you're one person at work, then you come home, you're a different person, and all of that. So I think connecting those mindfulness practices that you might practice at home and connecting it with how you approach things at work helped a lot. And also one thing I want to say is about being more assertive is realize what your, uh, what helped me at least is to realize what my, what my priorities are um, and make sure that people I work with know what my priorities are, not just at work, but also in personal life. So for me, priority is my family. So if my son needs to go to a practice, I'll, take him to the practice and then I'll finish my work at night if I need to. Or, you know, if he needs anything else, he'll be my number one priority. And actually when I expressed it, I did not get much rejection or objection, so to say, um, because 
they say, yeah, it's, that's how it's supposed to be. <laughs> so sometimes we don't even realize that our priorities make sense even just to everybody. So it's not necessarily uh, bad or it's not necessarily going to hurt your career just because family is your priority. That's how I think it should be in the workplace. Yeah. And it can feel scary in the moment when you're saying I need to leave or when it does come down to that moment. But it's sometimes it can be the hardest when you first do it, like for the first time. And then it's sort of like what you're saying, that becomes knowledge among the people around you that maybe on this day of the week, you are leaving at this time because of X priority. And everyone kind of just adjusts, I think. That's been my experience. And so even though it is hard at first, it can become the norm and you can have a way of living and a way of working that's actually sustainable and works with your life and with all of the other things you have in your life outside of your professional world. And it's also it inspires others. Um, when they see somebody doing that, it inspires them to realize, oh, they can do it. So then it helps them having more sustainable careers or and work lives. And I was very scared when I first started, you know, asking for those kind of things. And as long as I had a plan, I, I wasn't just bye everybody, good luck finishing it up. You know, I always had a plan and on what I'm gonna do and how I'm gonna finish things. But when people start realizing what my priority is, is my family. I actually got feedback from people I worked with that it inspired them as well. And it doesn't necessarily mean you need to have kids. It could be anything. So if somebody at my team, they wanted to be more healthy. They wanted to work out. So they made time sometimes to leave work earlier to make it to a class and then they would get back to work or finish things up. So it just makes overall environment I think better when uh, people are more open about what is important to them but still keeping the you know obviously the com- the career in mind <laughs> but it ma- just makes it more sustainable and then they're even more productive at what they do at least I, w- I felt I'm, I'm more productive and happy because I knew I accomplished something that I wanted to do for my son and now I feel more grateful for my career that allowed me to do that. So I, I give more of myself to my career in that way. Yeah, because it, it almost becomes more balanced. It's like a give and take. And so it's sort of like if you're in an imbalanced relationship, you're going to grow to resent the person after a while. But if you really feel like they have your back and you have each other's back, it strengthens it. And it's kind of the same thing when you have that freedom to live your life in a way that works as long as you're able to keep things moving, you know, for the team and the people around you, you just feel on an emotional level so much better about everything. And then, like you said, your productivity is higher and it opens people up to do the same. Can you share just maybe one or two little tips for someone who's listening, who is wanting to be a high performer and advance and be recognized as someone to get a promotion or get a bump to the next level? Are there a couple things you would say for them to keep in mind as they're thinking about that and trying to figure out how do I distinguish myself without just working harder and harder and harder and more and more and more all the time? Yeah, sure. Um, like I said, that that was my idea at first, just work super hard and that's how you get the promotion. It might be true like in the very, very beginning of the career, but as you grow, it's I don't think it's so true anymore. I think the main thing is uh, showing your value. And when I say showing your value, it doesn't mean sit in the corner and work really hard without anybody knowing what you're doing. 
Um, when I say showing you what value, meaning uh, find opportunities so people know what you did or what you accomplished. And one advice that I really liked and tried to keep up with uh, was given to me is as you accomplish things, just write it down somewhere. It doesn't necessarily mean you have to stand up and yell at the whole room what you just accomplished. Just write it down, keep a list of things you accomplished. So when you have the conversation with your uh, manager or your boss, or uh, you have that in your mind, because sometimes we forget things that have accomplished. Or as you have a casual conversations with people, you know, when they ask you, hey, how's it going? Instead of saying, oh, everything's great. And then you're kind of done and move on. Uh, maybe have something on your back pocket where you say, oh yeah, everything is great. This is what I did last week or something like that, that kind of keeps you in mind of people, of things that how you bring value to the company or not, not being afraid to talk about it. So get comfortable. You can practice at home in front of the mirror. How are you going to, you know, have your line ready for when you see somebody to, to let them know uh, your accomplishments and kind of not being scared of talking about it. That's so helpful. And I know this is a struggle that I had that I'll share in case anyone can benefit from it. I think if someone feels stuck and not able to really identify an accomplishment, (laughs) uh, make sure not to set the bar so high. I think sometimes it can be like you're looking for like, you know, did I did I cure this disease or like did I do this thing? And sometimes it's a simplification and it's like, what am I working on? What has been done? What has been moved forward? I think because I know I can be very hard on myself at times. And if it's not like the craziest, most incredible thing, I'm like, oh, well, that was a project. I guess that's an accomplishment. Yes, for sure. For sure. When I say accomplishments, I mean more even like the little things, maybe you helped somebody today. Maybe you gave a mentoring advice to somebody. That's an accomplishment. Anything that kind of provides value, I, I think it's an accomplishment. Which brings me to another, I think, important point of kind of getting recognized is genuinely caring about other people and overall team, uh, I think, goes a long way. Because nobody likes people who just do their thing and go and they never talk to anybody and and never help anybody. So being a team player and working together and caring about people, I think it's important. Can you talk a little bit about your relationship with your femininity and kind of how that's then translated into a professional setting? Sure. So I think um, for me, the challenge was, again, uh, coming from my cultural background, because in, in Russia, although I was raised by a single mom and she worked a lot to provide to us and support us, I think general idea in Russia when I was growing up is that men goes to work and men is providing for the family and women's job is to kind of cook and clean and raise the kids. Now it's a little bit different, but kind of as I was growing up, that was the uh, mentality, so so to say. So the challenge I faced is when, even when I moved here, I still kind of had that in my mind. Like, is that what I'm supposed to be? But especially, you know, coming from a different country, of course, there's all this stereotype that I got that I'm, oh, I'm here just to find a husband and be a housewife to some rich guy and, you know, constantly having 
questions asked about me. So when are you getting married since you got here? So, and it wasn't even in my mind. My, I, I was going to work really hard and go to school and all of that stuff. So it was really hard to kind of express my femininity at work um, because I always felt like it's taken in a different way. So it's not taken in a way that I wanted to be, but rather that, oh, she's a, she's here just to find a rich guy and get married and, and, and be a housewife. And uh, at my early jobs, most of my uh, bosses were males. So it was also hard to just kind of balance my presence, so to say, at work as a female working and interacting with them. But I think what helped is talking to other women at work and making those connections. As I kind of grew my career, as I mentioned, finding a mentor who is a woman and kind of getting getting an idea of how she felt and realizing that she felt very similar to me. So I think over time, I learned to just express, again, being authentic and express, yes, I, I am a female and I have all these things that come with it. Um, but I'm also a hard worker and a team player and I want to do my, my best work, but it didn't come easily at all. I would say (laughs) it was change in the mindset, um, before I could get there. And speaking of mindset, one of the last of the main questions that I wanted to ask you was just about what your next mindset goal is right now. What is that next thing that you're trying to grow into? So very good question. (laughs) So I think for me, um, I'm working on uh, doing things with purpose more um, because sometimes I think I get into just go, go, do, do, do without necessarily having a deep purpose for it or deep kind of meaning to it. And yeah, sometimes you have to do laundry and it's not very meaningful but overall in a general sense I I want to find meaning in what I do so uh, the way I started doing it is I started uh, volunteering more and I'm on board of a nonprofit, and I help foster kids so I think finding meaningful things in life uh, is what I'm, I'm working currently on and even if I'm at work and I'm doing accounting stuff that might not be very meaningful and trying to find meaningful ways I can help somebody maybe figure something out or give an advice to somebody who's younger than me about school or something like that in my career that is not strictly related to spreadsheets and accounting but having more deeper meaning in anything that I do. I think that's really beautiful because I think so many people struggle with feeling like they don't have purpose and trying to find purpose, especially in their careers. And I think sometimes there can be this pressure to have this perfect job that fulfills you in every way. And I think it's really cool to hear about how you're finding it in these different places and kind of slotting it in. And it frees us up to think about finding purpose in many different ways so that we can start to find it wherever we are now if it's not something that we feel like we have enough of or the amount that we want. Yeah, not not every just job itself is might not be very meaningful. Um, but I think in most jobs you can find the meaning or a purpose. It's funny because I remember I always 
it always comes up to my mind. So when I was working at the audit firm and there's this restaurant, not the restaurant, but like a fast food salad place. We grab lunch sometimes and it's just like a build your own salad kind of thing where person behind the counter just throws things on the salad. And um, I don't remember his name, Marcos, I think. Uh, but he was just always so happy and so friendly and he would always ask about your day and have like a little chit chat and no matter what you put on your salad he'll tell you it's amazing choice and it's the best choice ever uh and just makes you feel so good and he's he just looked like such a happy person and he's just standing there throwing things in salad so it just always blows my mind you know from one 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 way to look at it is yeah he's just doing meaningless throwing things in salads like who cares but on the other hand he's making impact he's making somebody feel better he's making your salad good and it's definitely was obvious that he enjoyed it (laughs) (laughs) i love that story whenever i encounter people with that type of energy i'm always like wow i'm being way too serious i'm being way too focused on myself and all my problems and i'm just like i'm so thankful that i came into contact with this person and got to see some of that and kind of expand my view and maybe get out of a mental rut i i love that so much yes yes it's i always think back to that story when i feel like i'm in the at the park. I'm like, no, I remember the Mar- Marcos, the salad guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love that. And before we get into the next section, is there anything you want to share with listeners in terms of something you want to plug or getting in touch with you? It's totally up to you and whatever you would want to share. Uh, sure. So one of the things I'm passionate about and I have recently become passionate about besides finding meaning is also uh, about goal setting and goal achievement. And I found those two uh, subjects of finding meanings and goals very interrelated. Because for me, as I was crushing the goals and doing all these things, you know, people always ask me, how do you do it all? What's your secret? And I always was like, oh, I just, I'm just a badass, you know, I'm getting it done. But then it's not true. I, I was not a badass. What the real, the real thing behind this is one, I had a lot of help. And two, um, I was trying to set goals that had meanings behind them. So it kept me motivated. So I think sometimes we set goals that are either have no meaning behind it or be doing it for somebody else or just because society told us we need to have this or that. Um, so I became very passionate about understanding that whole process of achieving goals and setting goals. And one of the most important things, I think, is to set the right goals, whether it's your career or your family or wherever else you need um, to achieve the goal. So I got so, actually got so inspired by that topic and talking to others that I'm currently working on a book about it um, that hopefully will help people who are struggling with either dropping goals midway or achieving goals but not being satisfied with those goals, which happened to me a lot. Uh, I think that I want something and I work really hard to get it. And then once I get it, I, I don't feel any satisfaction. Okay, I got it now. So what, what's next? So I hope to help people not be that way and, and be actually happy, 
happy with the goals. I know that writing a book can take a while, but you need to tell me and us when it's out in the world because I'm very interested in it. And I think a lot of other people would be interested too. So please, once it's coming out, let me know. I will sure do that. And with that, I'm going to go into my favorite part of the interview which are the closing questions. The first of the two closing questions is about the title of the show, which is The Art of Speaking Up. And I love to ask every guest what that's about for them, what that means for them, why it's important to them. Sure. So I think for me, speaking up is meaning be authentic self, um, like we talked earlier, and not being afraid to speak up of what your priorities are, of what your needs are, uh, not speaking, you know, speaking up about things that you see, don't hide in a little corner over there. <laughs> so uh, speak up of things that are bothering you or bothering the team or not helpful. And speaking up also for yourself and what your needs are, because at the end of the day, if you don't speak up, then you are the one who's going to be hurt and it's not going to help anybody either because then you're going to be overwhelmed and you'll be surprised how much support you get if you talk about those things and you speak up because people generally want to help other people and if we help each other and we all speak up then we'll find a balance overall and with that i'm going to ask you the final question which was inspired by the inspiration for the show which was a time in my career where i was struggling i was not feeling confident i was really doubting myself and i started the show to speak to any woman who's in a similar space or just to anyone who's looking for some empowerment and looking to feel a bit bolder and stronger and more certain in themselves as it relates to their professional life. And so I love to share this last space with the guests to share any message or anything that's on your heart that you would want to share with this audience. Sure. One thing, uh, last thing I want to share is as I grow older, and maybe it's the age thing, I'm realizing how actually short our life is. <laughs> and sometimes we care too much about little things that don't matter at the end of the day. Um, so I think learning to look at things more on the lighter side, on the brighter side, we all here only for a short time. And generally, we all want to help each other and be a good person. So don't forget to take care of yourself. And don't get too wrapped up in the little things. Take time for yourself if you need it. And don't forget about yourself as you take care of so many other things as most of us do with families and careers and everything. Uh, make sure you take breaks and really force yourself if you need to. <laughs> and eventually it will become part of your lifestyle and you'll realize how positively it impacts other areas of your of your life. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for tuning in to my conversation with Svetlana. As soon as I learned that she was writing a book, I really wanted to read it because what she shared was resonating with me on a very deep level. And I just felt kind of in awe by the way that she sees the world and the way that she gave advice and answered some of the questions and topics that I think a lot about. And I'm hoping that I get to read it. If you are too, I will keep you posted on when that comes out into the world selfishly because I'm excited about it. And um, aside from that, 
I hope you're doing really well. If you have made it all the way here, wow, thank you. And also check out the show notes for a link to the Facebook group and a link to sign up for my newsletter, which is going to be not a typical newsletter of like, here's what's happening. I don't know, not that kind of newsletter. More a little bit like personal essays or shorter blog posts about some of the topics that I'm often thinking about or working on or focused on or interested in like confidence and leadership and struggle and all of the things. So if you're interested, check out that in the show notes. And besides that, I hope you're doing well. I hope 2020 is going well and I'll catch you in the next episode. Bye. 